$48.5 million a year for LeBron. This could be an issue for Neymar. You'd have to pull these 10 cards to make $200 over the box price. I'm sure you've seen the news by now. LeBron James. Staying with the Lakers. Two years, $97.1 million extension. That's pretty crazy itself. Um, that's huge money. Almost $50 million a year there. $48.5 million a year for LeBron on his two-year extension to st stay with the Lakers. Now, if you are like me, or you're like probably anybody else that's not a Laker fan, you're probably saying to yourself, why did he stay with the Lakers? Um, they weren't very good last year, and we can see that here. These are the bottom five teams in the Western Conference. The Lakers 33 and 49, Sacramento 30 and 52, Portland 27 and 55, Oklahoma City 24 and 58, and Houston 20 and 62. And at least the last couple, Oklahoma City and Houston, they weren't trying to win at all. They wanted to tank. Uh, Portland and Sacramento, different story. Obviously, Portland with some uh, injury issues there with their superstars. But <clears throat> they weren't very good. Now, one glimmer of hope, obviously outside of them trading for Troy Brown Jr. or getting Troy Brown Jr., uh, which makes him a little bit younger, casting off Carmelo old for Troy Brown younger. You know, they got a little bit younger across the board, which is nice. Um, but the biggest thing here is Anthony Davis. He played 40 games last year, averaged 23 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists. Really good numbers, but only 40 games. Obviously, you're, and, and LeBron himself only played like 62 or something like that. So, like, if you are the Lakers and you're LeBron, you're saying to yourself, all right, if I'm a little bit healthier, if Anthony Davis is healthier, we get full almost 82-game seasons out of these guys, maybe we make some noise, win some games, I'll stick around. Uh, for me, I mean, it seems like the grass might be greener on the other side somewhere else because they just don't have the young players to go along with Anthony Davis and LeBron. But if your star power is there, maybe you don't need it. So that's the question. You know, why did he stay outside of Anthony Davis? And my thought here, Bronny James. So obviously LeBron knows where he's at right now. He knows how good the team can be if they're healthy. Stay in the situation you know, sign that two-year extension, be ready for when Bronny is out. So the two-year extension is this year and then two more years with a player option for the final year. So he will, Bronny James, or Bronny James is a senior now this year. So he won't be playing this year. And then he'll be a college freshman next year. LeBron playing this year, playing next year, and then player option the year after that, at which point Bronny will be allowed to go into the NBA after his freshman year of college. I expect LeBron to decline that. And whoever picks up Bronny James, whoever tanks for the number one pick, will probably also get LeBron with him, which would be really cool. Obviously, LeBron would be pretty old at that point, probably 40-ish. I think he was 37 this last year. Um, <clears throat> he would be 40, pretty old. But LeBron and Bronny James together, oh, that would be amazing. So that, to me, is why this extension was signed. Um, still, you know, maybe he could have gone somewhere else and had a better, better go of it for one year. But more power to him sticking with the Lakers, and I cannot wait to see him and Bronny James playing together on the same team, hopefully in three years. What is up, everybody? It's Zach from at Premier Soccer Investing, bringing you yet another Slap Socks FC 5 at 5 take of the week. Let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about Neymar. 
Why are we talking about Neymar? Because of what happened in his game against Montpellier at the weekend. He scored a brace, but that wasn't the most notable moment to come from that game. The most notable moment was the scuffle he had with Mbappe over taking a penalty. So Mbappe took a penalty in the 23rd minute and missed. And then PSG got another penalty later on in the match that Mbappe wanted to take again. But Neymar refused to give the ball to him. But he, he buried the penalty, so he was proven right in the end. However, this is an example of a trend that we could see be seeing a lot this season at PSG. So when Mbappe resigned this summer for PSG, there have been a lot of rumors of him getting a huge amount of control and say within the squad, within the team, within the club as a whole. Almost like how LeBron James has the say that he does within the Lakers organization. This PSG potentially being interested in letting Neymar go. However, no true real suitors have popped up for him due to his wages and just the overall state of the market. So it looks like he won't be going anywhere. And Neymar's really in need of a good season. He got, he's got the World Cup for Brazil coming up. He needs a bounce back year for having a rough injury-filled season last season for PSG where they ultimately failed in an epic collapse against Real Madrid in the Champions League. So what does all this mean for Neymar's market? Well, it's down. As we can see from his 2014 Panini Prism World Cup PSA 10, it's down 54% in the last year. That's $106. Started at $195. Had a peak at $246. It's back down to $89. So what gets this card moving again? Because right now it's been pretty stagnant for the last few months or so. It's not going to be goals or assists against a team like Montpellier in the French League as much of a good performance as it might have been for Neymar. What's going to do it is a big performance for Brazil in the World Cup where he has a very good shot of doing something special along with that country as they are one of the favorites to win the whole thing or Champions League win. But that's not going to happen without being in in harmony with Mbappe. So it's going to be interesting to see how that situation develops moving forwards. But there's definitely room for growth for Neymar if he hits the numbers and the goals and the success that he is capable of hitting. Then moving on to another Brazilian player, someone who's had an excellent start to his season at a new club in Gabriel Jesus. Arsenal's big signing this summer, $50 million for Manchester City. And he's been a player at City who, who would score goals, who'd produce, but he'd also miss a lot. He wasn't getting regular game time, and that's why he wanted out. Arsenal made him their new starting striker, and it's paying off so far. He looked great against Crystal Palace in Arsenal's win in that game, and then against Leicester. What a performance he put on here. Two goals, two assists, Arsenal winning 4-2. And Arsenal might be there, it, along with Tottenham, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, in that race for the title, in that race for the top four spots. And the market is responding to his performance so far. As we can see from his 2017 Topps Chrome Champions League silver, PSA 10, his card's doing around $150 now. It's up 477% in the past six months. And then we can also see the same in his 2019 Panini Prison Premier League White Sparkle, PSA 9, about 127%. Basically, the whole market for... Jesus is up, whether it's a more of a rookie-type card like his Champions League Refractor or more of just a, a cool, collectible-type card in the White Sparkle uh, first-year Premier League prism. But what does this market continue to do? I think we might be reaching the peak of his market right now. He's not going to be doing two goals and two assists every weekend for Arsenal, and Arsenal will run into teams that they lose against and the momentum will dissipate. And I just don't think, even though they've had a great – summer transfer window and a great start to their season so far that they're really going to be around the title race for the entire season. And then additionally for Jesus, he's got a lot of competition for goals and minutes for the Brazilian national team. 
guys like Richarlison, Neymar, as mentioned previously, he's not going to be the focal point of that team like he is for Arsenal at the moment. And also just when you see these crazy percentage gains, like a 477% increase or a 127% increase, you you don't want to buy at that point in the market. You're buying at the peak of the market. You want to wait for him to his prices to come back down the earth. And then if you believe in the player, which he's shown enough at Arsenal for him to do so, and you believe in the project they have got going at Arsenal, then there's value. But right now, I would stay away from Jesus due to the crazy rise he's been on. But that doesn't mean he won't be able to reach higher numbers in the future. So thanks for watching. Peace. We've got a new segment for 5 at 5 here. We are covering part of the Daily Slab. Our daily newsletter going out at 7 a.m. Eastern time every single day, covering different news in the hobby, different news in sports, and how the cards are changing based off of performance. So thousands of different collectors have been receiving this newsletter for years now, and we've been sending it every single day since. So slabstocks.com, the very first thing you'll see is the email sign up. Put in your email. Get this every single morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time. But I want to jump in on one of the topics. So... I will point out each different newsletter does have in a little intro, very exciting stuff every morning, and then a rundown that shares what is going on. It's got some links to the breaks that we're doing for that day. If there are any links to grade directly with us or SGC on our slabsex.com slash grading, and then you get some content pieces. So right here, we had a piece on Sue Bird as she announces her retirement, what her cards have been doing after, over the last two years. And you can see how, how those values change and notable things she's done in her career. Uh, that's a new piece every single day talking about something in the hobby that is changing. Uh, very, very interesting. A lot of times you learn something uh, educationally you might not have known before. After that, if there's a PWCC weekly auction going on, so on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll have a bunch of PWCC links for that weekly auction that you can find some good, some good deals. You get to see different sports for eBay links. Uh, those go out every single day. You know, Ronald Acuna right there, Justin Herbert. There's a, even a budget corner coming up too. There's the F1 links, and then there's the budget corner, like a Tua Hollow and stuff, Joe Burrow. Um, and then we've got the graph here for the trendsetter every single day, powered by Card Ladder. We are looking at Albert Pujols for this in particular, uh, for this email in particular, and how his cards have been changing over the last month with some good performance recently, unfortunately against the Brewers. But uh, yeah, he's been doing very well, especially against left-handers. But for this specific segment, I want to use the next three minutes to go to the top and look at this intro. It says, "How many good cards do you think you have to hit out of a Panini Eminence box to make your money back?" The answer is a lot. And even then, your odds are minuscule. Check out this discussion we had on Instagram showing how 10 amazing cards won't even get your $32,500 back after selling fees. Stumbled there for a second because that's a lot of money. And uh, now let's go look at the Instagram post to see exactly what you'd have to pull to make your money back. I'm sure as many of you do, you follow us on Instagram, so you may have already seen this. But we looked at 10 different cards because the Eminence box is 10 cards uh, included inside of it. $32,500 is the last sale for one on eBay. I think it retailed around like 25 to 30 k anyway, so it's still very expensive. You'd have to pull these 10 cards to make $200 over the box price, but that's before selling fees. So you really lose money if you pull these 10 cards. First one is the true RPA of Trey Lance numbered out of 10 that sold for $7,950. Pretty expensive, honestly, but uh, you know, that's that would be your most expensive hit if you got that one in your box. A Mac Jones horizontal RPA out of five that sold for $5,600. A Russell Wilson one of one NFL equipment shield auto. Uh, yeah, one of one, like I said, $5,500. Justin Herbert, Nike logo out of three, on-card auto, 3400 Trevor Lawrence, on-card rookie auto, numbered out of five for $3,000. Jamar Chase, RPA, numbered out of five for $2,930. Aaron Rodgers, patch auto out of 10 for $2,025. Jerry Rice, two-color patch auto, numbered out of two, I think that is, for 
And then your last two cards, which would be the smaller ones in the box, Bruce Smith auto for $202. And then a Lamar Jackson silver bar for $455. Now keep in mind, this box was not actually pulled. I made up this box to get to that $32,500. This is like a simulation, a mock box, but you would have to pull all of those cards, multiple amazing rookie patch autos, multiple huge veteran hits like the Wilson logo shield and then the Aaron Rodgers and the Jerry Rice. And you still would not even make your money back after all the selling fees. Now, people say, oh, well, it's because it's a breaker product. But even at that point, you're probably getting charged like $4,000 a card for this product. So if you were charged $4,000 a card, you have had been lucky enough to hit a Trey Lance or a Mac Jones or a Russell Wilson to get the $4,000 even back. But that's if all three of those are even in a box. And then you start to scroll down and you spend $4,000 and you get a Rodgers after fees. You're getting like $1,750. And then you might hit a Bruce Smith or Lamar Jackson. I mean, I know I wouldn't spend that much $4,000 for a one in five chance of getting a $200 to $400 card. Just crazy. Just crazy. The price of this box, Nate covered in the past. So expensive. Probably the most overpriced product of all time, if you ask me, based on these single sales. Let us know what you think in the comments below. If you think evidence is overpriced or if the single, singles are actually just a great buy right now. What's up, everyone? You may remember last week when we covered Fernando Tatis Golds and his market compared to other superstars and saw that there was a market correction, as many of you pointed out in the comments, a market correction to uh, his gold PSA 10 being drastically a drastic drop, drastic drop, 39% we're talking. Well, what a difference a week makes because obviously a couple days after that released, Fernando Tatis got suspended for PEDs. Uh, he made up some excuses. His father made up some excuses. And yet, here we are. Fernando Tatis, one of the brightest young players in the entire MLB, suspended for 80 games. And so this was the this was the graph that we looked at last week. And you'll notice 39% drop on his gold uh, from 1580 to 950. Drastic drop, right? Well, Let's look at a couple other graphs of this exact card, and you'll notice from 1580 to now 564, a drop of 64% in the last six months. And in the last two weeks, from that $950 price, it dropped to 564. That is a drop of 40% in two weeks. 64% in six months, 40% in two weeks. Um, this is pretty bad. This is pretty drastic. Where the bottom will be, I don't know. I don't know, but I figured let's look at some other cards and just have some fun with it and see what we can see. So I grabbed a collection of other cards we can look at for Fernando Tatis. It's been a good like five days since he got suspended. So let's check it out. So is Topps Heritage Chrome numbered to 999 PSA 10? Well, in the last six months, that's dropped 53%. Um, or 54% if you want to round it up from 440 to 203. Uh, massive drop there over 50%. His tops rainbow foil dropped 60% from 547 dollars to 215. His tops rainbow foil PSA 10. His tops chrome pink PSA 10 dropped 59% in the last six months from 484 down to 195 now. His Bowman Chrome Base PSA 10, base auto PSA 10, 53% from 46 or $4,600 to $2,150. Uh, that's a big drop there. And the worst of them all, in my mind anyways, not from a percentage, but from just pure dollars, is Bowman Chrome Gold BGS 9.5, dropping from $30,000 on February, on May 19th, 2022, to $16,770 on August 15th. 
huge drop there. If you were sitting on one of these cards, obviously it was the linchpin of your collection probably or one of them. You're probably looking at Tatis, 23 years old, top three MVP last year and saying, oh, we're going to do well this year. We're going to do well when he's finally back and healthy. He's playing. We're going to make huge money. And of course, as we know, nothing is certain in this world. And uh, that goes for your investments. 23 years old, looked like he's on top of the world. And now people are losing huge 50 plus percent on most things, 44 percent on this gold. Be careful out there. If you're making money, and this is my this is what I'm looking at right now, is if I'm making money on a card, I am selling because you never know when something like Fernando Tatis or Andrew Luck retiring early might happen, and then you're caught holding the bag. You don't want to do that. So uh, my advice is don't get greedy. If you're making money, sell, move on. There's always somebody else. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to our Flip Quest section here on the 5 at 5 episode. We're here on the PWCC Weekly Auction number 31 for this upcoming Sunday's live stream at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And we've got some cards selling this week, one in particular that is part of the Flip Quest that we're very excited about. And Nate, why don't you tell everyone why we're excited and what we bought and why we're selling? Let's go. So uh, four-ish months ago, something like that, <laughs> we bought this Dustin May Orange auto number 25 dgs 95 because he was injured he's really good he was injured he is a career uh 293 era and 113 innings pitched which is not a lot but for a young guy like that it's impressive nonetheless and so i was like hey let's buy this kid he's nasty he's disgusting and he's injured let's buy him and let's see what happens well the other day against oklahoma or for oklahoma city against Whoever they're playing in AAA, he throws an immaculate inning. Nine pitches, three strikeouts. He is ready to go. He debuts this Saturday, the 20th. This is selling on Sunday. Um, and uh, I think regardless of how he does, I think we're going to do pretty well because they have a ton of injured pitchers right now. So he's kind of like a, a focal point of the rotation. But he, So if he doesn't do well, I still think we'll do well. But if he does do well, I think we will do really well on Sunday. Yeah, and I'm really excited because we got this one for 300 bucks. It's already at 180 pre-buyers premium. I'm hoping that that goes up, obviously, a lot more. But if he does do well, you never know. Like, we've seen these this particular card sell in the past for, like, 750 $800. Uh, and I wonder if, with a return, the Dodgers, one of the best teams in the MLB, and if he has a nice line, man, it'd be nice to go in the green with a flip quest, at least on this one, uh, in the green and start knocking out that total from earlier in the year. The card I'm excited about that we're selling this weekend is going to be this Christian Horner auto number of 90 SGC 10 with a 10 auto on it as well. And this is a population of one for the Gemmin through SGC. Now it's at $66 right now. This card we actually did sell in the past, so maybe like a month ago, but it was one of the only Formula One cards we had that didn't go paid for. We, we sold a ton through PWCC leading up to the national. Then we sold even more at the national and then having a couple left to sell uh, post-national. This one didn't get paid for, um, which is unfortunate, obviously. It happens on all platforms. But the important thing is that this is one of only, I think, two sports cards we've had sell um, through our little you know, selling sessions, even if this isn't part of the Flip Quest, quote-unquote, because we didn't buy it um, on one of our Sunday live streams. We got it raw, graded, and selling it. It'll be good to get this one sold again. It already has pretty strong bidding. It's got like 19 bids in there, which means that I think a lot of people are trying to qualify to bid on this. Red Bull, top of the standings, both driver and constructor right now. Clearly, they built the best car. They have uh, some of the you know best drivers on their team, Verstappen and uh, Perez. While I am not a fan of Horner at all, he's actually my least favorite probably person in F1. Just egos through the roof. Um, I'm very excited to see it sell 
you know, for a second time and hopefully get paid for this time and uh, see how well we can do it. Last time it was like 250. Hopefully we can get over $200, but we'll see. If you all want to see those two cards sell for us on Sunday night, 9.45 p.m. Eastern time, our Slab Stocks YouTube channel, we will be live for the flip quest. And you can see these four cards here, the highest bid so far in the auction number 31 and all the other cards close. Please join us on our YouTube live at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time.